Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I was telling uh, Ed during the last break, in Baltimore, I'm sure just like it was in New York, high school basketball is king. Yeah, And, and I hate to say it, but it draws bigger than most of the college games here locally. And there's a huge one tomorrow. It's called the Champions Classic. It's at Coppin State University. First game, Edmondson versus Mount Zion. That's at 2 o'clock. And right now we have Coach Darnell Dantzler in the house, as well as Quentin Dulich. Is that right? Dulich in the house as well. Uh, first of all, Coach Dantzler, tell us a- about your team this year. Um, well, we're playing well. We um, Right now we're 5-0. and mm-hmm. um, We led by um, my center, um, Chase. Chase is he's averaging about six six ten. He's averaging like twenty one points a game. Um, and then DJ Dantzler, um is the point guard for the team. He's averaging about like twenty three points a game and about seven or eight assists. Then um, Josiah Brown is a senior. He's been playing well. Um, M- M- Malik, he's been he's been coming out the um coming starting been playing well. So we're we're seasoned group. That's been playing well, so you know we're looking forward to the game tomorrow. Won a championship last year. How many is that for you at Edmonton? Um, it's three state championships for me at Edmonton. Okay. How many oh, wow. years? How many years you've been there? Seventeen. Seventeen years. That's three two state. more than Rob. Congrats. Brother. <laughs> no, it's one more. One more. Whoa. One more. It's two more than. I'm, just, look, one I'm, more. I'm talking to Will the you coach. Pump your brakes, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> but it is more. Yeah, it's, it's more. I'm just checking, man. Is this an annual thing or just because it was set up this year because of the championship last year? Um, this is the first year for it. Um, okay. So, we, like I said, we're looking forward to just just being a part of, of, the, of the first annual one. And, you know, hopefully we'll have a real good turnout. Yeah. Uh, Coach Dulles over at Mount Zion. Now, I just learned something today. The Mount Zion started in Baltimore. Now it's in uh, Atlanta, uh, Maryland. That's part of the – I took over the building for the old Washington Bible College. Absolutely. Yeah, we, we started in Baltimore. Um, two Baltimore guys, Rod Harrison, who's a Dunbar guy, uh, Brian Scott, who's a, a poly guy. Um, decided to to form a, a a gap year school, a prep school for the student athletes that um, needed that extra time, um, whether that's on the court or in the classroom. So it morphed into a high school that we started three years ago, um, and and so far so good. We, we we we've been able to do a pretty good job. The exact opposite of Bishop Sycamore, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Can we completely legit? I'm curious about one thing. Like Rob mentioned, how popular high school basketball is, and um, 
sometimes more than college. I mean, the only college we had in New York, well, St. John's was good at that. was, you know, Karnaseka and, and Chris Mullen and all. But high school basketball was really popular. How many people you, you predicted would attend this event? Do you have any idea? Coach uh, Eric Brown, who was the, uh, actually the coordinator of this, how many do you anticipate? Uh, probably about 4,000 people. We oh, wow. tend to sell out. Yeah. Cool. Um, we used to do uh, something similar with uh, Poly High School when we would sell out Morgan State every year. Yeah. Uh, so we're blessed to have Coppin as the host this year. Um, and so we anticipate a sellout crowd. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, the people that show up, you're going to come out and see these good, these great games. You're going to have an opportunity more than likely to see it next year if you get the support, right? Absolutely. So we have, you know, four of the best basketball schools in the DMV area. Uh, Mount Zion is the first ever Merlin private school state championship. Mm. Uh, Baltimore City College is 3A state champions, Edmondson High School, 1A state champions, and St. Francis Academy, MIAA uh, champions. So these are the best schools in the area, the best talent you're going to see. Um, and you get to see them up close, and per- up close in person. There's no bad seat in the house at Coppin. No, it's not. It's a beautiful arena. It's actually nice. Yeah, it's nice arena. Yeah, it is. Uh, Omar Smith joining us from Baltimore City College as well as uh, Coach Nick Miles. Omar, getting it done over there at City, man. That's that's uh, traditionally has been a football school, at least when I was growing up it was, and, and it's really turned into a powerhouse on the basketball side, boys' basketball side. Uh, yeah, I, um, I played for Coach Darrell Wade. I was under his tutelage. I coached with him for a while. I was part of an undefeated state championship team um, that I assisted, you know, where I'm coaching. So I learned a lot from him. Um, so just trying to continue the tradition right. and, you know, build and, and keep the program going in the right direction. Let's tell us a little bit about your team. Um, new group from last year. Um, last year I had a, a pretty decent group. Um, we went undefeated, won a 3A state championship. This year, totally new team. Right. Um, that's a challenge. Yeah, maybe more talented than the last group, but uh, not as mature just yet. So we're young, having a, some growing pains early on, but definitely optimistic about the group by the time the end of the season. I think we'll be. Get them to gel at that point in time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's always an interesting thing when you hear a coach say that. No, like you just want, you went undefeated. Um, you win a state championship, and you have a more talented team this year, but you probably have more. What's the right word to use? I want to say issues, but there's you, you got to grow. You got to you got to. Well, number one, you got to teach those guys. Just because you're on third base, you didn't hit that triple. Yeah, somebody before you hit that triple, yeah. and that's why you're on third base right now. And 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 the good thing about city, I guess, for you is you draw people from all over Baltimore City. It's not an area that you draw them from. You get them from all over the city. Yeah, usually um, I get a, a, a nice collective group of kids. A lot of a lot of people from you know guys that I play with or know their kids. Right, Sending right. Kids my way, yeah, and that's what I have now—a group of guys that, including my son, that transferred in. Um, so just like I said, a new group, um, but I chose to make a tough schedule early on. It's the know, best thing to do. Just played against Coach Coach Donnell a couple nights ago. Um, we good friends from a long way back. Coach Nick and I are good friends. We played together when we were younger. Right. So I'm going to play him. I played Mount St. Joe last week, so. We're not going to ask you how Edmondson went because he said he's 5-0, so we won't ask you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that's self-explanatory. <laughs> hey, Rob, did anybody find a needle in a haystack? Like a, a really good white ball player? Does anybody have one? He got one! I'm in! I'm in. No. <laughs> that's your favorite team! <laughs> that's my favorite team! That's messed up, man! <laughs> Nick Miles, the coach of St. Francis Academy. What's going on, man? Uh, just excited about the event. Uh, I mean, the crazy thing is we, we similar to Omar. I mean, we, we got a new group. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, we led by uh, Bowie Commit, Jordan Downs, who's been playing well. But uh, we got six brand new guys, and we lost <laughs> probably 85% of our scoring from last year. See, this is what Nick does all the time. Is it like, he comes to mealy-mouthing about his team. How did that Is good. he like the Lou Holtz around Yes, here? he's Lou yeah. Holtz all the way. He's, I was going to say like, Lou Holtz. You know, it's funny. Like We're in trouble. Yeah, you know, he, We don't have anything. We don't have any no, scores. <laughs> we don't have any size. <laughs> Our schedule's tough. They got great free throw shooting you know off I mean? the bench. Exactly. <laughs> you know, they play six against us all the time. Referees don't see it. They don't call fouls against us even. You guys must know each other well because he don't talk this way about guests. Well, Eric, I want to hear more about this event, man. You got about another minute, two minutes left. Um, of course, you're at your house at St. Francis, yes, right? Sir. What is your job at St. Francis? Uh, the director of basketball operations. Okay. You know you had a basketball school when a high school has a director of basketball operations. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bull right there, man. But anyway. <laughs> you said in Baltimore, you know, high school basketball is king. Yes, so, it is. Um, we wanted to house our own event here. So often we travel to get events like this. Um, and so in a city where high school basketball rules, uh-huh. it makes sense for us to, especially this time of year, to have something for the people of the city uh, where they can come out and see um, those guys who are going to be next on the college stage or right. the pro level. Right. Um, and so if you want to see the best talent, the next up-and-coming stars, um, it's Saturday at Coppin State. Now, how, how can folks get tickets that are listening right now? So today only, you can buy tickets in advance online at ticketspicket.com, and you just search uh, for St. Francis Academy. Uh, for $15. And this is the uh, QR code right here on it? That's the QR I'll code post on the it. I'll post that as well if people want right. to buy from that. There will be tickets available at the door, but they're going to cost you more. So um, if you went over budget on your holiday shopping, you want to get it today uh, and get the deal today. $15 on ticketspicket.com. There you go. And and we could discuss doing a girls' version but after I win a championship so I could be in it. How's that? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> we could add that next year. <laughs> You'll be saying Francis, right? Yeah. You heard it on air. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I never ran from smoke. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just giving you off. <laughs> <laughs> Champions Classic, that's tomorrow beginning at 2 o'clock, Emerson. Uh, Mount Zion, uh, and then at 4 o'clock, City versus St. Francis Rob, Academy. If that happens, I promise you next year I'll be there in a St. Francis t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> right there for you, man. <laughs> Mike Preston joins us at 8.30, but on the other side, our Week 16 picks, Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. A lot of fun having the high school basketball coaches in studio. Should be a great event tomorrow. But right now, it's pick'em time. Now, yesterday, last night's game, Ed and I both chose the Rams. Jeremy chose the Saints. 
What were we talking about last night? I thought we were doing the picks for this weekend. Because you lost. If you won <laughs> and I lost, we wouldn't. Right. Uh, Saturday's matchup, there are two uh, first. Can I t- but before you get into this, because Ed was pushing really hard yesterday. He's like, hey, when do we get the updated odds? Because Ed wants to know when he's in first place. So he can. I, I just want to personally congratulate you because I know you're in first place. Mm-hmm. You had a good week last week. Rob had a bad week. Right. Um, but we don't bring it up enough to tell Ed that he's, you know, because it's like in the next oh, couple of weeks. Oh, nobody brings up when I'm in first. Him. Yeah. Yeah. So that's yeah. what we'll bring it up after we pass you. And yeah. it's just, Ed deserves his credit. Give him his flowers. Give him his flowers. All right. Do we know what the stats are? No, I, he, he didn't. No, I didn't have time to yeah, add him up. His elves weren't <laughs> helping him out this year. <laughs> so uh, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, Ed, who you got? Bengals for sure. I got Bengals. Jeremy? I got the team that's going to win. That's the Steelers. All right. Jeremy, Buffalo, Chargers. Who you got? Keep. It moving. All right, all right, all right, all right. Uh, Ed, Indianapolis, Atlanta. I'm going Colts. By the way, the keep it moving for anyone new, that means we're all picking Buffalo. Yeah. So there's no reason <laughs> to even talk about it. Yeah. I'm going Colts in that one too, Jeremy. I like the Falcons this weekend. Because they're at home. They're at home. I said this before. When the Falcons are at home, bet the Falcons. When they're on the road, bet against them. They suck on the road. Seattle, Tennessee. Really tough game. I talked about it earlier. What do we say? Eight games, a field goal or less. This is one of them. Give me Tennessee. I'm going with the Seahawks. I think better team. You don't know. I'm going to Seahawks as well. No more than you, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) That was good. (laughs) And Detroit, Minnesota. Give me the Lions. I'm going to take the Lions in this one as well. You guys don't know anything. (laughs) Give me the Lions. I don't know anything either. Jeremy, Washington Jets. Another tough game. It's another field goal. And who's going to be quarterbacking the Jets? I don't think it matters. Washington stinks, but give me Washington. I'm going Washington as well in this one. Uh, Again, originally I had... Uh, the Jets, but I thought about it. Nope, Washington. It, they both suck. I'm going with the Jets because they're home. That's the thing about it. That's why this is tough. To it's a tough game because they're both terrible. They're both teams. Oh, just... Trevor Simeon started. That guy's a turd. <laughs> uh, Ed, Green Bay, Carolina. I'm going with the Packers. I still think the, the Panthers just got awful. I'm going with Green Bay as well in this one. Uh, I, you know, It could be closer than we think, but I'm going Green Bay. Yeah, I wanted to go with the Panthers, but uh, I'm going to go with the Packers. Cleveland, Houston. Give me Houston. Got Houston in this yeah, one? Yeah, I got Houston. I'm going Cleveland in this one, Ed. Yeah, I'm going Cleveland as well. Without their quarterback, I don't think Houston. I mean, Houston did win without him, but I don't think they're as good. Ed, Jacksonville, Tampa. I'm going Tampa at the home. I think with the the Saints loss, they, they got a lot to play for to win that division. They got a lot to play for, but they will next week too after they lose this week to Jacksonville. Yeah, I'm going to go with that soft J. I'm going to go with the Jaguars here. <laughs> Jaguars. Jeremy, Arizona, Chicago. I mean, I've been picking the Bears almost every week. Really good until they blow double-digit leads, but I, they have to beat Arizona when they're at home. Give me the Bears. I'm going Bears in this one, too. Ed the Bears. Bears. All right, Dallas, Miami, Ed. I'm going with the Dolphins. Dolphins at home. I think they're two evenly matched teams, and uh, I think Miami wins. I think the Cowboys going to walk the dog on them. going Cowboys in this one. We them boys. You guys are going to hear about how many Super Bowls we won years ago. Well, they beat Cowboys Miami in like win. 1971 or something. <laughs> 24-3. Bob Lilly had a 29-yard sack of Bob Greasy. Well, Ed, who's winning this game again? Bienvenido a Miami. Yeah, there you go. Don't try to cheat us. <laughs> to Jeremy, New England, Denver. Man, come on. All right. Give me the Broncos. Even though Broncos. 70% of the people are betting on the Broncos, I don't know how they lose this game to the Patriots. Ed, Monday night. Monday afternoon, actually, Christmas Day. Vegas, KC. KC at home. They got to win this game. They've been struggling. I think Vegas going to give it to them, but they're going to lose. I'm going KC. 
I hope Santa brings me another TV for Christmas because NBA is Christmas Day. Sons of bitches, but I'll be watching these games. Give me the Chiefs. Ain't no way they lose. You can keep that one moving. Jeremy Conn, Giants, Philly, keep it moving. Keep it moving. Keep it all moving. Right. In the game that we've all been waiting for, the main event. Now they said. The game of the year. We had a caller earlier say nobody's picking the Ravens. So Ed, who you got? I got the Ravens. Let's That's show them. Very minor call upset. Ed, nobody. 26-24 over the San Francisco 49ers. Hey, this man, that came, this coach that came in, Omar, recognized you as the man in the Y, and a caller called you nobody because he said nobody's picking the Ravens. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going with the uh, 49ers, 28-27. You are a scumbag, man. How are you going to pick against a hometown team after we had a caller specifically say everyone picks against a hometown team? Who you got? I got the Ravens 24, 49ers 27. <laughs> so you got the 49ers winning too. Yes. I got the Ravens covering. Now, in studio today at 915 is Melissa okay. Kim. Will Melissa Kim pick the Ravens this week? Oh, they're an underdog. They're underdog. Will she pick the Ravens? Okay. She is her, her record is very good this year. It's 11 to 3. Okay. Because the Ravens are 11 to 3. But will she pick the Ravens this week? Is she week? actually coming in studio, Joe? He said she. I said, should I tell them that she's going to? And she said, mm, maybe. So what should we make her theme music today? You want to do something Christmassy? I don't care. I'm going Jeremy Conn. I'm going Jeremy Conn. I don't care. I don't care. It don't matter to me. Little brown hair is everywhere. I don't care. <laughs> you nasty <laughs> twin. <laughs> Uh, let's go out to Cambridge and get Jim. What's up, Jim? Hey, guys. Good morning. Good morning. I'm definitely worried about this game. Uh, I think the Ravens are going to lose, but I think they'll cover. I, I think, though, the only way they win this game is by scoring a lot of points. I think the 49ers are definitely going to score points. There's no way we can stop them. We just got to try and outmatch them. Hey, thanks a lot for the call, Jim. Appreciate it. I, well, it's 27, 27 points a lot. Yeah. I haven't scored 27, losing, because they give up 28. <laughs> That's how that works. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's tough in games like this, because realistically, like if I gave you any answer outside of one team blowing out the other, w- like would anything surprise you with these two teams after what we've seen in the NFL this year? Like, no. And I, that's what I mean. Like I don't, I don't see either team getting blown out if, if a team loses by two touchdowns or something. I think if a team gets blown out, there's a better chance for the Ravens to blow them out. I mean, it's possible just because of what they— the Ravens' defense. Mm-hmm. I think they can create some things, some situations. Those have been a crazy year in the NFL. Every, it's feel like every weekend we go, what the hell was that? Like, not just with the Ravens, I mean, just in general. Yeah. Yeah. I get really irritated, though, because like, even when we're doing the, the top three stuff and somebody be like, you can't put them there because they beat them. And I said, if we want to do that, then all of a sudden they beat them. They beat them. The only team the Eagles had lost to was the Jets at one point. Yeah. The Colts beat the Ravens here. It's just like we've seen some weird things this year. Trippy in Baltimore. What's up, Trippy? Hello. Hey, hello, good morning, happy Purple Friday. Happy Purple Friday to you, too. Look, before I give out my score prediction, shout out Emerson Westside High School. I used to go there, class of 07, you feel me? They're going to win the the championship this year again. I'm calling it now. Hey, Trippy, Um, I just want to, it's a night game. Make sure you set that alarm, man. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm gonna be up this time. It's at five, so I have to be up. Did you play (laughs) did you play basketball at Emerson? No, I only played football. You played football? Yeah. Who was your coach? Johnson? I played for Coach Pete Pompey and I played for Dante Jones. You played for Pompey? Yeah. He's a legend. 
Yeah, that's my guy right Hello? there. Hello? It's Trippy. Did you play or were you on the team? No, I played for real. I played, I played kicker. I was a kicker, you know, punter. I was a little bit of This thing just took a turn, man. When <laughs> you, you were said a kicker I played and, and a you... putter. Yeah. Hey, what did what did what did uh JJ Watt say? JJ well JJ Watt said hey, that I'm a, I'm a, hey look, I told Justin Tucker this before. I said I tell Raven fans this before it was Justin Tucker, I was Justin Tucker. I probably I could have been the kicker for the Ravens. Trippy Tucker. I like it. But look, I got a I'm embarrassed by this right? right I, I, I hear a lot of Raven fans say, oh, they scared this and that. Remember where Agent Zero said at the beginning of the season, we want all the smoke. So they in our way. Christmas is going to be a purple Christmas. My score prediction is Ravens 31, um, San Francisco 17. Mm, Calling now. By the way, speaking of Agent Zero, did you see what he did for all the defensive players? Bought them uh, Versace robes. Versace on the floor. Yeah, with their names on the back of it, <laughs> yeah. too. Who did? Uh, Roquan. He did, huh? Yeah, man, Versace just... robes. Somebody said, how much they cost? He goes, it doesn't matter. Man calls up. Say he went to Emerson Westside High School. And you were like, did you play? He played football for legendary Pete Pompey. What position? You no, know, I said, did you play or did you ride the bench? He said, I played. I played kicker and punter. No, he said he played some linebacker too. I didn't hear that But part. he started with kicker. I think that's why I got this. I would you didn't even hear the other positions. No, I just heard I kicker either. and punter. I heard kicker and punter. Yeah, I heard and kicker then everybody's and face went, what? Like, there's nothing wrong with being a kicker or punter. There's nothing wrong with that. But, like, if you had asked me, I'd have led with something a little bit more if important. Joe would have said I was a kicker or a punter, I would have said, okay, no problem. Good job. Joe was on his high school but soccer trippy, team. But Trippy saying that, just, it bothered me. If it bothered me for all the reasons that you think. Don't even tell. I got nothing. It, for the reasons you think, it bothers me. I got nothing. I can't even BS you and disguise it. <laughs> Trippy was the man one with, guy on that team that could flip Emerson field position, man. Come on. Emerson Westside didn't kick when I went to high school. Punter cost us a city championship. He didn't kick it all. The punter did? Uh-huh. But he dropped the ball or a bad punt? He was soft. Shanked. He just he, he choked. He got a little pressure. He choked. He just dropped the ball. Trippy. Trippy. You know what? Kickers are people, too. Like, I'm friends with Kyle Richardson. Matt Stover's an excellent human being. You know, like, he's what you, good. Yeah. I, I get all of them. They, they, they're kickers and punters. I'm a, I respect the fact that they do that. Trippy, not so much. Weekend bowl preview at eight forty-five, but on the other side, the professor is, is in. Yeah, that's the reason. Because he's black. Mike Preston up next. Wait till I tell Mike Preston this. Mm. Mike, I got something for you right here on the fan. We get have Christmas without Kirk Franklin and Donnie Hathaway. Later's daddy. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get Mike in here now because I know he wants to sing this. Go ahead, Mike. It's Christmas. Donny Hathaway is so smooth in that song. That's Isn't my favorite it? Christmas song, man. Oh, man. That song is a killer. It is. Boy, you can't you can't walk into a house and not hear that song and start getting that little boogie up in you, man. That's 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 by the way, that singing got a B plus on my report card today. <laughs> Mike job. Preston joins us it, courtesy I, I of the WGK Law Guest Hotline. Go ahead, Mike. <laughs> I'd give it an A plus, man. That's, Look, that's just the we don't give out any pluses get. on the report card, man. I, I do want, I do want Christmas. <laughs> Donny Hathaway. <laughs> now, Mike, were you listening to the show before you came on just now? I was not. I was working out. Actually, you know, do you know who Trippy is? You know Trippy, right? Yes, very well. Very Trippy well. played high school football. Mike, what position would you guess he played? Wide receiver. That's what I would have guessed. Corner. He said, he said he played kicker and punter for Edmondson High School. 
<laughs> exactly. By the way, his exactly his handle on Twitter is Kicka Stay Trippy. Exactly. For you, Ed. Yeah, maybe he stay. He he was a punter. Ed uh, and kicker. Ed, um, I'm sorry, Mike. As we go into this matchup on Monday night, you don't even know who he's talking. About. <laughs> as we go into this matchup on Monday night, uh, what's the one thing the Ravens? If there's one box that they have to check before kickoff, and no trippy's not kicking, uh, what would that box be? Run the football. They they, they got right? both teams have to run the football to be successful. You look at the matchups and uh, and you look at their stats. They rely on the run. It helps their passing games. And this is all a matter of uh, wills, opposing wills, because this game's going to be one in the trenches on on those lines. And somebody's got to win, somebody's going to lose, but that's what makes this fun. I asked John Harbaugh about that. Was was just a throwback game, you know, back in the 60s, 70s. And at first he kind of, nah, the more he thought about it, it was like, yeah, that's what it's going to be. Good offenses, uh, running offenses, good defenses. Yeah, that's what it's going to be. So uh, that's what I, I think is going to happen. What about the fact that the 49ers have, I mean, we all know who they are, but they've got so much yak. I mean, every all of them. I mean, yeah. all of them. It's just, it's ridiculous. It's like McCaffrey's got like 497. Um, all the receivers have, you know, I think uh, Debo's close to 500 as well. These guys just, they, they don't go down. I mean, how about, you know, if the Ravens come out and can actually tackle, surely, could this make a difference? It has to. It, it, it has to be a major part of their game. And if you go back and look at the Ravens throughout most of the season, they've done a very good job of coming up and taking down guys. And they haven't always done that in the past, but this year, I mean, especially with Mike McDonald as the defensive coordinator, he has emphasized that where they keep everything in front of them, and uh, they have to do it this game. And you, you look at the 49ers, they really are a team of, of, of stars. Yeah, they are. I mean, Thoughts they, it. They, they, they got some great players on this team. And then you look on the other side and look at the Ravens, and they really do believe in that team concept because, except for Lamar. There's not a bunch of stars. Beckham's stardom, but it, it's starting to fade a little bit. You look at the rest of their team, they're not big-name guys, but that's all part of the hype of this game. you got the star-studded team. you got this blue-collar uh, work ethic team. And, you know, for people who always rip John Harbaugh, criticize him, they don't always look at his strengths. His strengths are his teams always play extremely hard. Yep. And to, they're physical. Yep. And and that's the, the best things about it. I mean, he's a great organizer. So those are his strengths, and that's why those people criticize and say, "Well, you, you don't look at the strengths; you just look at what he's kind of weak at." Hey, Mike, how, how do you think they're going to use Kyle Hamilton? Is it move him around? Is it find one guy and place him uh, on them? Like, I think the easiest one would be to have him try to take away George Kittle. And I say try because let's be honest: at every skill position, they're really freaking good. Yeah, and and what do they do about Debo? Yeah. Who, who has this guy? I mean, you you talk about um, McCaffrey being a, a a stud, and then you got Kittle. This guy's another one that makes that offense go. And I, I want to see what happens there. There's there's a lot of parts in this game, and, and Kyle Hamilton has had a very good year. But which guy do you take out or try to take out? And and I'm not sure. Um, Debo and and Chris Hamilton is a good matchup. 
Kittle in Hamilton, are, it's a better one because of Kittle's body size and body type, but I don't know, man. This, this is, see how the Ravens handle this? This is going to be interesting, but that's all part of the hype too, guys, to see what happens. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting. Mike Preston joins us from Baltimore Sun, BaltimoreSun.com. All right, Mike, uh, who's the X Factor in this football game for the Baltimore Ravens? It's, it's always Lamar Jackson. He's the X Factor in every game. I mean, because if there's somebody that's going to make a play that can offset the pass rush, especially Bosa, and he's a stud. <laughs> he's in the, he's another one. Greenlaw's a stud. Fred Warner's a stud. They, they caught a bunch of yeah. them. But if there's a guy who can make plays, even with that kind of pressure, it's going to be Lamar. And he may have to because their tackles, the Ravens' offensive tackles are playing extremely well. He's going to have to run around and do some things. And as we talked about Monday, if you keep guys in to chip or block these guys on the edge, that decreases the number of guys in your pass patterns. Well, pick your poison. And I, I would rather have Lamar running around trying to make plays than sending out two or three receivers against this group. What do you do? I mean, you're talking about a team of stars. How do you – I would put, like – Warner and Roquan basically are even. I think you know that's we're even. I think our secondary is a little better. But when you look on the offensive side of the ball, we don't have a Christian McCaffrey. We don't, you know, we don't have the receiving core they do. So, and their left tackle is awesome. Is that the? Ooh, would, yes. I mean, is that going to balance tip the scales in, in favor of San Francisco? Because I still think the Ravens, the way you put it, as a team. They have absolutely a chance to win this game. I mean, you can't count them out. They're, second, they're right, right behind the 49ers in power ranking. Yeah, but, you know, again, and it, it's a league of stars. And in the last four minutes of games, that's when stars take over. Well, let's see what happens. Do, do their stars take over this game, or can the Ravens still hang around? No, the Ravens don't have a, a McCaffrey. They don't have a Debo either. No, I mean the, the the best thing they got is Zay Flowers, who's the closest thing, and he's not Debo. He doesn't have that body, that that size, um, that strength. So, yeah, and yeah. Trent Williams is, a, is might be the best left tackle in the NFL. Yeah, I mean you watch this guy on film, he, he mauls people. Um, defensively, I think their linebackers are better than the Ravens linebackers. Uh, I, I think Warner and and. And, and, and Smith are similar, but I think Warner is better. I think they have a better tandem inside the 49ers. But with all of that said, you know, you hear the Ravens talk about it. They feel slighted because uh, they think uh, 49ers are getting all of this press and this and that. And I don't, I don't believe that. I don't think it's true. But if I'm John Harbaugh and they want to eat that for the week, I'm feeding it to them. Yeah, they think we're underdogs. They think you're this, they think you're that. They're... Give it to them. Anything that gives you an edge, feed it to them. And, and he's doing it. He's already admitted it. Well, we've talked about it. So it, I like that myself. You know, they're underdogs. We don't have star players. Good. Everything you got, let's go. Let them play. Monday night, showtime, guys. Ding, ding. Ring the bell. Let's go. Let's get the prediction now. Who's going to win this game? Oh, I think the 49ers will win uh, 27-24, 27-21. But it's going to be a it's going to be a good game. I, I don't think there's going to be a blowout. And uh, as many stars as they have, 
I, I think when you're a team like the Ravens, built like the Ravens, and you have that little chip on your shoulders going into the game, and everyone's talking about you're on the road, uh, it's Christmas, uh, that that all works in their favor. So I, I think it's going to be a good game, but I think the 49ers pull it out at the end. There you go. Mike Preston, who will see you on Tuesday, Mike. I will be there. Oh, man, that sounds so bad. It does, doesn't it? Tuesday. Oh, oh, my goodness. And, 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 Ed, you know something? Yeah. That's in there. That's like near the middle of the week, too. Usually, like, Mondays, you can, like, get up and, okay, nice game, go in. Then you say Tuesday. Then we got Wednesday. Oh, that's yeah. going to be even worse. Tuesday's the worst day of the week. Hold on. Are we, oh, having, yeah. are we having a Tuesday morning quarterback the following week, too, or do we work that Monday? Do we know? Or is this questions for off the air? What do you mean, January 1st? Yeah. No, working the second. Okay. Yeah. Hey, Mike, Merry so, Christmas to you, my You're going to get two Tuesday morning quarterbacks. Oh, that sucks. Okay, guys. <laughs> I'm glad you like make, to see make, us. Make my Christmas, make my Christmas Jeremy. Yeah. <laughs> Happy New Year. All right. <laughs> uh, Merry Christmas, guys. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas, Mike. All right. 410-583-1057 if you want to get in. Um, Daily Line at 9 o'clock. Melissa Kim in studio at 9.15. Rick Ritter at 9.30. But on the other side, lots of bowl games over the weekend. I'm looking at them right now. Uh, I think Ed's favorite is the Camellia Bowl. Or, you know what, maybe it's the uh, uh, Amon G. Carter Stadium Bowl. Maybe yeah, that's it's that one. <laughs> yeah. or, or maybe it's the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. Mm-hmm. Or the 68 Ventures Bowl. We're going to talk about all of them, Ed. Right here on The Fan. <laughs> hey, I got a good idea for a group exercise. Let's go bowling. Bowling? Right now. Today. Yeah. And the Union uh, Home Mortgage Gasparilla Bowl, it Gasparilla. It's gonna have Georgia Tampa? Tech versus UCF. Mm. And tomorrow's fun. a ton of them, though. But today, just one. It's at six thirty on ESPN. Tomorrow, you have Troy versus Duke in the Birmingham Bowl. You have Arkansas State versus Northern Illinois in the Camar- uh, Camellia Bowl. Uh, you have James Madison versus uh, Air Force in the uh, uh, Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl. Don't make any fun of that. Uh, then you have Georgia State versus um, Utah State in the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you got several of them. But, Jeremy, the one thing that you keep pointing out, that bowl season isn't what it used to be because of one big thing. Well, there's a yeah, this is a big thing. The transfer portal changed everything, but we also have even more than that. So if we want to go back to... Uh, UTSA when they played the other night and um, their quarterback getting scratched right before the game and not knowing about it. Like, these teams have had to know what was going on. Then we also had another team that their quarterback was sitting out because he's entering the transfer portal. They started getting their ass whooped in that game in Western Kentucky. And then what did they do? They brought in the quarterback that's transferring out that's going into the transfer portal and he played. He finished the game. They came back and won. So, I again, like, look, I, I sold a bowl package of every... Like, it's unbelievably difficult to put in all this work when we got all the kids that are supposed to be leaving mm-hmm. and then you allow some back in and then you don't tell us the other ones that are transferring out yesterday's game the, the spread moves so far from the totals and what it's been at the entire time while you're doing all your prep and all of a sudden they're like hey we're getting rid of this quarterback and now we're playing a third string quarterback or our tight end might start at quarterback what are you gonna do that's Syracuse did last night. that's what so, that's what they had so how did that conversation go I, hey son you 
want to help us win this game? Or did it go, hey, coach, put me in. I can help you win this game. Who initiated that conversation? I don't know. What's his name? Beak Stamp or yeah. whatever the kid's name. Like, it just didn't make any sense to me. And I'm watching it going, how is he getting? How is he in the game now? Like it just seems like there's a conflict, especially for the gamblers. Other people aren't going to care. Like if you're looking at the game tomorrow, Troy's at Duke, right? Or Troy's playing Duke. Duke is a seven and a half point underdog to Troy. Mm-hmm. Now, why is that? Because everybody on Duke has gone into the transfer portal. There's no way. Is that on, coach leaving? Their coach is leaving too, okay. because now uh, the former uh, defensive coordinator was at Manny Diaz. Yeah, he's taken over the Duke job. He left Miami. Was at Penn State. Now he's taking the Duke job. So now you've got all these people that are moving, and like even with all the research I've done, I've, I like I have a list and it gets updated every day. There's nothing you can do when they rule out the quarterback an hour before the game. Like you could sit here and do all the research you want afterwards. Did they adjust the line properly? Am I on the right side now? Yeah. Okay. I, so I hate that. So, so going with that, going with that, because that brings us to another conversation. You can cover your ears on this one, Ed. By the way, how do you cover your ears, Jeremy? I, uh, I'm sorry. Trash cans. Uh, um, Jerk. How much does the line move when the quarterback sits out? Uh, I mean, it all depends. It depends on the quarterback. Does so, it move more for the quarterback than any other position? Yes. So, for example. So now that, exp- that for those of you that are still crying foul over Florida State not getting in, look at, I mean, that's why. Yeah. It's, it's, so, if you go back to uh, who was favored by 12 and a half. It, uh, was it UTSA? It was favored by 12 and a half. Their quarterback sat. And then they ended up winning anyway in the second half. But like you have that line moved six points when you found out the quarterback was sitting, so it went from twelve and a half to six and a half. Yeah. So it just shows you it kind of means a lot. And now for Florida State, where we were talking about them being interesting in that bowl game, now a lot of their players are sitting out of that game. Yeah. I, I don't. This is the problem I have. The transfer portal is ruining the bowl games. Not all of them. It's going to ruin sports. Most in college. Of them. You think it'll ruin sports? It's going to ruin college sports. This is awful for these bowl games because now guys are opting out, and you're trying to tell me this means something. And and again, I'm a gambler. I know I'm different than everybody else, but there are people that bet on these things. It's it's really difficult because you want to keep me interested, and I'm going to go, why do I want to bet on these games when everything's going to change? Like I could put in a bet, and then four hours later, like you want to wait until the last minute now, uh, like you do with the NBA. The NBA yesterday, perfect example. Lakers minus six and a half. LeBron sits. It goes up to eight and a half and even higher. They lose by eight. So depending on when you got it, you want a loss. You <laughs> yeah. know, like it, it's really weird. And I'm not, you know me, I love the bowl games. But it's an, it's so frustrating. If the NBA did something where you have to put out the lineups at least a half an hour before the game starts, that's for the gamblers, that's for the DFS players and all the people that are involved, whether people want to realize that or not. But now you're all of a sudden going to tell me that the quarterback sitting in an important, I'm doing air quotes, bowl game, and then the line moves seven points. And I'm just like... San Antonio is favored by 17 points over Eastern Michigan. What? Like, what is this? It's just like nothing makes sense because all these guys are transferring out. It's just a free-for-all. Mm. Mm. So you think Ed, it, it will ruin college sports? I do. This is just one aspect of it. I think this is this is part of it. I think when you know kids are going to chase the NL money and – they're going to be. They move around. I can't believe how many thousands of kids are in the transfer portal right now. Thousands. I mean, they're not all going to the NFL. So, you know, they're just chasing something else. Like, and it's just, I think it's going to, and I think what's going to happen is you're going to have certain really wealth, well-endowed schools are going to just be so strong because everyone's going to want to transfer in there. I thought the well-endowed schools are the HBCUs, no? I knew you were going to do this. What? Oh. Hey, <laughs> I mean, if you pick a bowl game, like, mm-hmm. I mean, I brought up one, uh, like, you could pick any one you want, and I could sit here and tell you who's left their team. Like, for example, um, I'm on some of the games that I already played, but... Like, we have Texas A&M and Oklahoma State coming up. 
So A&M's quarterback, wide receiver, tight end, defensive lineman, edge rusher, cornerback, cornerback, cornerback have all opted out. Um, you know, like, what are you supposed to do then? And that's not, I'm not even done. They have wide receivers, an offensive lineman, a defensive tackle, a linebacker, and their coach is now gone. Uh, and their defensive coordinator was hired by Syracuse, but he's going to coach the bowl game. And I didn't even get to Oklahoma State. who's only missing one player. But, like, what do you do with that? Let's go to Dan in Middle River. What's up, Dan? Hey, yeah. I So my idea is you just take the money that you're paying these guys and you just have, like, a bonus for the bowl game. So basically, I don't know what it is, 10, 20 grand for the big players. I mean, I feel like these bowl games are making so much money they could do that where they can pay extra money to the players that just play in the bowl game. Yeah, I mean, look, I get all that. I don't, I don't know that that's the right answer and, and what to do. But like, and this is the first year we're really seeing it. I got to say though, as a, as a, you know how much of a fan I am. This really sucks. It, it really sucks to see guys just sitting. At, like you've watched all season long for them to play in a game that you're telling me is meaningful, and I believe it is to a lot of players on the team. But now, just guys that like I just listed, and they're, they're not all starters, but that's 15 players from Texas A&M that just said, I don't want to play. And then what happens if they're in the transfer portal and then they say they do want to play during the game? Yeah. Does that change like like it did uh, the other day with the quarterback? Well, the, other day, the only bowl game I'm looking forward to, other than the, the national championship, you know, the college playoff games, is Florida State-Georgia. Georgia, first of all, I think should have been in the playoff. I still think they're the best team in the or Second, I think Michigan is the best team in the country. But now, I mean, Florida State's going to – they're not playing a lot of guys because they have NFL players. Georgia's probably going to do the same. So what what kind of game is it going to be? Yeah. Melissa Kim joins us in studio at 915. Rick Ritter on the uh, uh, WGK Law guest hotline at 930. But on the other side, Jeremy Kahn from the Daily Line. Yeah, we'll talk about what went right, what went wrong last night. Still pissed off about the Syracuse game if you missed it. I was all over the over. We had one team score 45 points. The other team scored zero, so the over did not hit. Uh, we'll talk about that, what went wrong in that game. Also, some college basketball games we got right, and look at today's slate a little bit with college hoops, college football. Um, we've got NFL on, what, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, so a lot to go over. We'll talk about that next right here on The Fan. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.